Are the Connecticut Sun rebuilding? The team's general manager says no. And the next Connecticut Sun beat reporter, Jacqueline LeBlanc, takes me through the team's recent trades, what they mean for the team, and what's still left on the Sun's free agency to-do list. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Thank you. Hello and happy Friday. You are locked on to women's basketball. I'm Natalie Heverin and I'm a features writer and the Atlantic 10 beat reporter for the next. Thanks for making locked on women's basketball your first listen every day. And remember, locked on women's basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. Today, we'll be breaking down why the Connecticut Sun are not rebuilding, why they made the trades they made, how they're building around Alyssa Thomas and Bree Jones, and what's left on the team's free agency to-do list. Joining me today is the next Connecticut Sun beat writer, Jacqueline LeBlanc. So to start off, this week, the Sun finalized a three-team trade that sent 2021 MVP Jonquil Jones to the New York Liberty, and then traded Jasmine Thomas, the team's captain and starting point guard since 2015, to the Los Angeles Sparks. And then on Tuesday, Jacqueline, you sat down with Connecticut Sun General Manager Darius Taylor, and he told you some of the things I've been seeing and reading are that people think we're rebuilding. We're not. Taking this one trade at a time, do you think that trading Jonquil Jones was the right move for the Sun and why? Yeah, so obviously a lot has happened in the last week for for the Connecticut Sun. Um, Jonquil Jones, rightfully so, definitely headlines, all of that trade news. Um, Yeah, so Jonquil Jones ended up getting traded for Rebecca Allen, the number six pick from the New York Liberty, and Ty Harris from the Dallas Wings. Um, You know, I don't think it's the return you get for an MVP player like John Quill Jones, but just with how the league is structured and cap space and whatnot, you know, when an MVP says she wants out and she has a specific destination she wants to go to, um, you know, it's kind of, it, it kind of seemed like the only move the, the sun really had, um, you know, Darius said it was, it better to get, you know, something for, for Janquil Jones rather than having her, you know, sit out the season or, or possibly walk in free agency next year. The Janquil Jones trade uh, definitely seemed like it had been looming for a while um, that, you know, both Janquil and the management for the Sun kind of came to a mutual understanding that it was best for both teams to move on. Darius Taylor said this was apparent after the postseason, but also had kind of been looming for possibly the last year or even the last two years. So I think it was an impending move that was eventually going to happen. Um, The return is not necessarily the return I think you would see for an MVP player in, in the NBA, but you know, it, it seemed like, the Sun really prioritized their organization and where they're moving forward. And, you know, getting something back for, for John Quell was, was definitely a high priority. And uh, Darius seemed pretty satisfied with, with what they were able to get and both Beck Allen and, and Ty Harris, because that guard spot is obviously a need. Um, they ended up flipping their, or sending out their number 10 pick, but they were able to get that number six pick in the draft. Um, so a little bit better draft capital, 
Um, but yeah, you know, I think it was the right move because they, they had to do it. And you mentioned that the trade could kind of be seen coming. And in your story, you mentioned a specific comment from Stephanie White's introductory press conference in your story. Could you tell me more about it? Yeah. So at Stephanie White's introductory press conference um, back in late November when she was first hired, um, it was a comment that stuck out to me and definitely stuck out to a lot of other people in the media. I think um, there was at one point during the press conference where Steph White was asked about coaching someone like Tamika Catchings, an MVP who she had coached in the Indiana Fever when she was last in the WNBA. Um, and she talked a lot about, you know, how great it is to have an MVP like Tamika on your team. She's a generational player. She, she's got that grit. She's got that energy. She's, you know, an all-around player. And she said Connecticut has a similar player. And, you know, Connecticut does have an MVP. So that might be who you think she would name drop. But then she ended up comparing Alyssa Thomas to Tamika Catchings. Um, Alyssa Thomas is an MVP candidate in her own right. I don't think it's fair to take anything away from what she does. And, you know, she's definitely been the team's engine. She's definitely very gritty. But when you also have an actual MVP, someone who's actually won the award on your team, I think that definitely sticks out. Um, and John Quill Jones was never name dropped during that during that press conference, at least in Stephanie White's remarks to the public in that media presser. Um, Jennifer or team president Jennifer Rosati also had a chance to kind of talk about about John Quill Jones. Our Howard Megdahl asked her a question specifically about JJ and um, Rosati kind of deflected in, in that own comment saying, you know, it's a long time before, you know, Stephanie decides what she's going to run, you know, how she kind of wants this team to go and um, kind of veered the conversation in that direction versus actually addressing John Cole Jones. So the writing may have been on the wall there. Um, you know, according to Darius, it was pretty clear after the postseason. So at that point, it probably was a little clear. Um, but yeah, you know, looking back now that John Quill is no longer on the team, knowing that John Quill specifically requested a trade to move on from her career. Um, I think that's very apparent. And I also think it's really interesting that, um, you know, Darius said this may have been looming for a little bit longer than people have might have expected. But John Cole Jones was a free agent last season. Um, she was a free agent last season. She took a discount from the Supermax that she is worth um, to stay with the Connecticut Sun. And she did that because she said she had unfinished business. It, she took that discount, talked about how all the sacrifices this team has made to, to be here and, and be in this position that they were in in the finals in um, September. But also, you know, she felt like she had unfinished business in Connecticut. And now that book is closed a year later. So very interesting um, to see how all that went down. And moving on to the other trade, which you talked a little bit um, about, but based on your knowledge of the team and your conversation with Darius Taylor, why did the team trade Jasmine Thomas? Yeah, so Jasmine Thomas, obviously a big part of this team's core and their success over the last couple of years. Um, she's been with the team since 2015. She's their captain. She's their point guard. She is their vocal leader and, you know, kind of the voice of this team. Um, but she's also coming off her injury from last season, missing most of that, most of that season, unfortunately. Uh, she was this 
this upcoming season would have been her last year on her current contract. She was making, according to her hoop stats, $190,000. So this move really kind of seemed to be more about clearing cap space and also getting younger. Um, the Sun did get three players back who are who are very young um, and kind of building toward the future. So I think it was a combination of, um, you know, getting some talented players who are young on their rookie contracts have the potential but may not have the have had the opportunity um in the last couple seasons to kind of develop but um they might have that opportunity here on the sun and then also clearing cap space uh darius taylor made it clear to me that they're definitely going after some highly sought after free agents some big free agents um so you know where the sun are right now i don't think they're going to end there with, with free agency. They definitely plan to, to make some moves. So clearing cap space definitely indicates that they're trying to go after someone. So I'm very interested to, to see who that ends up being. And then based off of these moves, why don't you think the Sun are in rebuilding mode? Right. So like you had referenced earlier this and the pod, um, Darius Taylor wanted to make it very clear that the Sun are not rebuilding. They do not view it that way. You know, <laughs> when you trade someone like an MVP, it signs may indicate that a team is going towards rebuilding, but the Sun believe they're contenders. And I think, um, you know, it would be fair to judge them after free agency is over um, to see kind of where their their new team stands and what they kind of look like and then evaluate then whether or not um, it'll end up being a rebuild. But, you know, to Connecticut's point, they also have two players and Alyssa Thomas and um, most likely Brianna Jones, who is a, a unrestricted free agent right now, but um, assumed to be back on the team from my conversation with Darius. So building around those two players, you know, in an eight-team playoff league, I think, you know, Alyssa Thomas, she is a potential MVP candidate herself. She ended last season as a triple-double machine. <laughs> like, so we are constantly – and that's coming off an injury, a season of injury. So Alyssa Thomas is constantly evolving. I think she's going to continue to evolve. I think we have not seen the final form of, of Alyssa Thomas. So I think when you have a player like AT, you have a player like – Bree Jones, who has showed the work she's put in, who has showed, you know, what she means to this team and what she can possibly do. I think that, you know, at the very least could get you into the playoffs. I don't think that makes them a lottery team at, at any needs. I think considering rebuilding would probably put them in that lottery conversation if they are going to go that direction. Um, but, you know, I think Alyssa Thomas can definitely get you places. So they may not be a perennial contender like they have been over the last couple of years. They not may not be um, in that WNBA finals conversation once the season starts. Um, but I don't think we can discount Alyssa Thomas. When Alyssa Thomas is on your team, um, you know, I, I definitely don't think they're in that lottery bucket. So we'll see, you know, the moves they make for the rest of free agency will definitely tell where they kind of land in, in the WNBA hierarchy. But like I said, I think it, it all really depends on, on free agency and um, the pieces they want to put around Alyssa Thomas and being able to maximize her skill sets and also Brianna Jones's skill set. Coming up next, we'll discuss how the Sun aren't rebuilding, as we just touched upon, but rather building around Alyssa Thomas and Bree Jones. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. 
With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. Hiring the right team member using LinkedIn Jobs is a great way to get a head start on achieving your 2023 goals and beyond. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownNBA. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Jacqueline, in this story you uh, that went live earlier this week, um, you talked about how the biggest question for the Sun heading into this offseason was would the team be able to keep Bree Jones, who had a breakout season in 2020 and has shown her value as a center in this league for the last three seasons. So with the moves they made earlier this week, do you, you think the Sun will be able to keep Bree Jones? And from your conversations with Darius Taylor, I'm I'm assuming the answer to that is yes. Right. So I think, you know, going back to the, the John Quill Jones trade, I think a positive to that is um, John Quill Jones was on a core contract. So the Sun no longer have anyone on that core designation. So they'll likely be able to use that for Brianna Jones. So if you lose John Quill Jones, obviously a huge loss. Losing Brianna Jones would make that even worse. So that's definitely, Darius said, that's definitely a big priority is being able to keep Bree Jones in, in Connecticut and building around her and Alyssa Thomas. Um, I asked him because John Quill Jones is gone and they have a free core spot. I asked him if they plan on using that for, for Bree Jones. He said at the time, the team is still kind of going through weighing their options and what they, you know, what they can do. Um, but he said it was likely that they would be able to core Bree Jones. Um, you know, we're recording on Friday. Today's the deadline for teams to offer that core designation. So haven't seen anything come through there yet, but I would assume it's very likely that that they use that core and, um, you know, kind of the importance of that is locking her in and not being able to have any other teams negotiate with her, which I'm sure Bree Jones uh, and the other teams in the league had a very long wish list that that must have included Bree. So that was a really big part of kind of the the setback for trading and getting rid of John Cole Jones. Um, you know, she is really valuable to this team and, and they really want to keep her. Um, you know, Darius talked about how she has continued to develop herself over the last couple of years. We've seen her get better and better, even, you know, going to the bench this year after two seasons as a starter in, in 2020 and 21 she was still productive as ever. Um, she is one of the best offensive rebounders in the entire league. Uh, you know, Darius has talked about how you can see the fruits of her labor. You can see her get better. You can see her work on their game. She's committed to that. She's committed to her body. You, she's committed to progressing, um, you know, and I feel like she might on <laughs> might be on a John Quill Jones award trifecta path herself. Um, John Quill Jones, you know, early in her son career, she, you know, had 
had an opportunity similar to Brie to be inserted into, into the starting lineup. And when she had that opportunity, she earned a most improved player award. JJ went back to the bench and was still able to able to produce and earned a sixth person of the year award. Bree Jones has done the same thing. Most improved player, you know, took that, what she learned, still continued it off the bench. Um, obviously, you know, that third award that JJ won was the MVP award. So we'll see how Bree does there. Um, but I think it's possible. She definitely has the potential and the team definitely believes in her and they think she's a big part of, you know, where they can go. And, you know, she's a big part of them, you know, not not rebuilding and still being able to, to possibly contend with the team. And then how do you see Bree Jones's role changing this season with the absence of John Quell Jones? Right. So obviously she'll have more playing time if she does end up on, on the sun. She played about her and John Quell split time last year at that five spot. Mostly, you know, they had their their offensive issues, um, not always being able to get on the court at the same time and in pivotal moments at the end of the game have been an issue. So I think we'll definitely see Bree Jones playing time increase. And that is, you know, all the better for the sun. Um Bree Jones should have plenty of space to work in the post now that it's not super crowded. That should fix their spacing issues. Um, but, you know, Bree Jones is going to continue to get better, I think, especially with that playing time and, and the opportunity she gets. Um, one thing I want to mention that I would love to see, uh, see if this actually comes to fruition in, in Bree Jones's career is a three point shot and adding that to her game. Um, you know, that was a big part of John Cole Jones's game and the sun have been very open about wanting to play, you know, with more three point shooting, more guard oriented play, more spacing, you know, more tempo, and they need, you know, shooters to do that. Um, Stephanie Wyatt, a couple months ago in her presser referenced, you know, maybe four out, five out basketball. Um, JJ, John Cole Jones fits that mold better than Bree Jones does. So, you know, how is the coaching staff going to kind of uh, push Bree to add that to her bag? Last season, she talked a lot to the media about how that is like she's aware that's something she wants to add to her game. You would see her take those shots in practice. You would see her take those three point shots, um, you know, in warm ups before games. But it just never came to fruition. So Darius said, you know, he wants three point shooters on this team, but it's not going to be limited to just guards. He wants, you know, his posts and everyone on the team to be able to to add a three point shooting. And that's something that's really important to Stephanie White and her staff. So um, I'd be interested, interested to see if that, you know, actually becomes a big a piece of Bree Jones's game because it hasn't been. Um, and if it does, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty scary evolved uh, Brianna Jones. So that, you know, might be a, a while out. Um, but I think it is interesting to note, especially if the Sun are going to be in this up-tempo three-point shooting system. And then you talked about Alyssa Thomas a little bit earlier, but how do the trades impact her? You know, she's long since been called the, the engine of the team. And how do you see her role changing at all this season? Yeah, so, you know, Alyssa will obviously have more space, just like Brie, you know, with JJ not on the floor anymore. Um AT is super versatile. You know, her game is very well balanced and that's something the team really wants. So, um, you know, I know she played point guard a few times last season. I'd be interested to see if that, um, you know, if she continues to be a big facilitator, if the Sun are able to surround Alyssa Thomas with a bunch of shooters. It seems like it's very possible. Um, you know, she just has so much space to work with and uh, she's so versatile and so good at what she does. 
um, you know, the triple doubles from last season, just casually becoming the league's triple double career leader is also a big, you know, evolution of her game. Um, so, you know, I think Alyssa will also get more playing time. She'll probably benefit from that as well. Um, but, you know, if they're able to find, like they've been talking about, if they're able to surround Alyssa with shooters, if they're able to find those pieces that maximize Alyssa's skill set, you know, she'll be able to, to run to the ball and then run to the court, run to the basket and then easily pass out for three or you know someone who's going to be able to help create space for her she's going to become just as important so um yeah you know they they said that they're definitely interested in building around Alyssa Thomas and Bree Jones this is kind of their team now it's already kind of been Alyssa's team um so I'm excited to see what happens there coming up next we'll discuss what the players that Connecticut received in their two trades bring to the team and what's left on the team's free agency to-do list Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat that is still loaded with protein? Then you have to try Built Bar. We at Locked On Women's Basketball love Built Bar, especially because they are both healthy and tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't even think that they're good for you. But what makes Built Bar so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate, and who doesn't love chocolate? And they also come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built Bar does it, but the bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they have 4 grams of sugar with 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. You can buy them at Built.com and have them shipped to you you don't want to get off your couch, but you can also go get them at your local Walmart or Sims Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, but if you want them in a little bit larger quantity, or if you're just close to a Sims Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box filled with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. So Jacqueline, uh, what was Darius Taylor looking to bring in in the Suns trades? Right. So um, I think you mentioned. Sorry, go ahead, Natalie. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, you mentioned in your story three-point shooting. And you mentioned earlier today, youth. Um, were those his two goals? Yeah, I think those are definitely the two biggest things. The Sun have been very open about their three-point shooting need. You know, they definitely could have benefited from that last year. It's definitely uh, high on their priority list. Um, but balancing the team out with a little bit more youth was, was also really important to the team. So, you know, they brought in a veteran like Rebecca Allen, who fills in that shooting shooting piece. Um, but they also brought in, you know, three really young players from L.A. and Olivia Nelson-Adota and Jasmine Walker and then the rights to Kiana Smith. Um, they got the sun got a lot younger. Um, I kind of want to recap for everyone listening what the sun's roster looks like as of right now, because it's definitely been shaken up a little bit. So, you know, they still have Dewana Bonner. They have Alyssa Thomas. They brought in Rebecca Allen and Ty Harris. Those right now, according to Hoop Stats, they're all on protected contracts. Um, and then they also brought in Jasmine Walker, Olivia Nelson Adota, and then Mia Cloudon and Dijanae Carrington from last year are both still signed for this year. So, um, with that, they've offered qualifying offers to Natisha Heideman and Joyner Holmes. And then they also um, 
brought in Kiana Smith from LA. She's a reserved free agent this year. They'll keep her rights. She won't be playing this year because of injury. Um, and then last year they have Kiki Smith, who was drafted in the third round from Florida. She uh, went through an injury last year herself. Uh, so they have her rights. You know, they could, she could be someone they bring in for camp as well. Um, you know, so I think youth, like, like we said, is definitely a big part of that. Um, I asked Darius kind of about the development and how the new staff is going to be prioritizing that piece. Cause you know, over the last couple of years, you know, Sun veterans have gotten a lot of playing time um, and the bench really hasn't seen much playing time. Um, not too many opportunities for, for young rookies to develop unless they're actually thrown into opportunities like a Brianna Jones was in, in 2020 or even JJ back way back when. Um, Natisha Heideman, you know, even had that opportunity to be thrown into the starting lineup. So he said development is definitely important. Um, balancing the team is definitely important. He said, you know, being successful is going to require talent, but it's also going to require, it's going to re require talent, leadership, experience, um, but it's also going to require youth. They are really looking for a balanced team. And, and teams, they're, you know, adamant about contending now, but they also still want to be successful in the future. So adding youth was was a really important part of this, these trades that came about this week. And then, um, you know, kind of maneuvering cap space, Darius Taylor, um, in his own introductory press conference back in December, he mentioned that, you know, cap space is a puzzle and, and the Sun are going to have to maneuver some do some maneuvering to um, be able to go after some big free agents. So Darius echoed that same thing this week. It was really important to make these moves before free agency. So the Sun do have the flexibility and the opportunities to go after some highly sought after free agents, some big free agents. Um, so they're definitely going after a few people. He mentioned that they're going after a key forward and then um, they're also going after some guards and just said, you know, couple times that they're they're highly sought after big free agents so excited to see you know who they end up going after um but yeah you know they're they're definitely looking for for a few more people to to move around on this team and you know you mentioned this earlier but we've talked a lot about two different trades so just to clarify for the listeners in the trade that sent john quell jones to the liberty the sun received the number six pick in the 2023 wnba draft and guard forward Rebecca Allen from the New York Liberty and guard Taisha Harris from the Dallas Wings. What do Allen and Harris bring to the Sun? Right. So Rebecca Allen, I think, is a really um, big addition for the Sun. She kind of if she you know, she did uh, have an injury in the World Cup back in October. Uh Darius didn't have an injury update or anything like that, but he didn't seem too concerned about her missing time at the beginning of the season. You know, if she had, if she's healthy and she's able to to do what the Sun need her to do, I think she'll be a, a really good addition to this team. Uh, she's a perimeter shooter, which you know obviously fills that that biggest need that they have. She can shoot the ball, but she's also really long. She's really rangy. She's really versatile, which the Sun staff really like. Um, she's able to to play a couple different positions and, and definitely fits in that versatility bucket and um, helping the team be a little bit more balanced. Um, you know, he, he really likes her defense, obviously just imagining, you know, a defensive Rebecca Allen on the court at the same time as Alyssa Thomas could be a scary situation for some opponents. Um, but, you know, obviously her shooting is a big need. Um, her, you know, defense is a real big need, her versatility. Um, and then, of course, Jackie Powell over at uh, our New York Liberty Beat has covered Beck Allen's career extensively. Um, and I've talked to her a few times about just what Beck brings to the team. And um, she's going to be a really good leader for the team. You know, Jackie's talked about how she's not necessarily a vocal leader, but she sets, she 
she sets the example. And with adding more youth to the team, adding more people, you know, getting rid of or uh, trading away a, a Jasmine Thomas who had that that leadership present and, and that veteran presence, um, adding in a Rebecca Allen to a really young backcourt now, I think is going to be really important. So again, um, the injury is still kind of a mystery. And, you know, we don't have a status on, on kind of how that's going. But Assuming that's all fine, I think she she definitely has an opportunity to make an immediate impact for this team, which is what they need. Um, and then, you know, Ty Harris, uh, does she help fill in the gap a little bit in what the team lost in uh, sending uh, Jasmine Thomas to the Sparks? Yeah, I think so. So obviously, you know, Ty was um, in Dallas for the last three seasons and um, Dallas already had a very crowded backcourt at the time. So her opportunities and her minutes and her playing time wasn't always super consistent. So Darius said that, you know, throughout her career, Ty has definitely shown flashes of what she can do handling the ball, um, but that she also is really talented off the ball. You know, she can shoot if she needs to shoot. Um, you know, she has the potential to be a combo guard if they need her to be a combo guard. Um, but obviously they had a point guard need. It's even more apparent now that that Jasmine Thomas is no longer here. Um, so being able to be a backup point guard, assuming they get another point guard in um, to start for them, that will be important. And then I also want to point out that like Ty Harris is on um, a protected deal. So obviously, you know, unless they trade her away, they can't cut her or anything like that. Um, her contract is a little bit higher than some of the other rookie contracts that people are on. So I think the sun are really high on, on Ty Harris's potential and what she can, what she can do here. And I think the most important piece is that she'll have the opportunity to actually, you know, show people what she can do. And, and Darius even said that he thinks, he thinks Ty's Harris, Ty Harris's time in Connecticut will definitely be more fruitful than it was in Dallas. So um, she definitely feels a big need in, in um, point guard. And then in that trade uh, that sent Jasmine Thomas and the number 10 pick uh, to the Sparks, the Sun received Jasmine Walker, uh, Olivia Nelson Adota, and the rights to Kiana Smith. Um, what do those players bring to the Sun? Um, it maybe wasn't what some people were expecting uh, to see, especially uh, for uh, the captain uh, and the number 10 pick in the draft. Right. I think um, Nelson Adota will be a very interesting um, addition to this team if she does end up, you know, on the, the final team in May. Um, they seem very high on her potential. So obviously, you know, she was a rookie last year, but she definitely had some good bursts where she definitely showed, you know, a very high ceiling in what she can do. She's a good rebounder. She's rangy. Um, you know, there were a couple of times where she had like, I think there was one game where she had five blocks a game or something like she's definitely shown spurts of what she's able to do. And um, um, the Sun are really high on her potential. It, it's really important for them to have a backup big. Um, but I think the even more valuable piece is having that backup big learn from both Alyssa Thomas and Brianna Jones. Um, so Taylor was definitely really, really high on, on Nelson Nelson Adota's potential and her ceiling. Um, you know, she is a UConn alum. So maybe that kind of um, brings some fan interest in, into the team as well. But I think Nelson Adoto will be a really interesting um, addition to this team and, and see how she develops under, under uh, Bree Jones and, and Alyssa Thomas. And then you touched on it a little bit earlier, but is there anything else uh, on the Suns to-do list before uh, free agency is over? And it really hasn't even <laughs> begun um, in, uh, I 
I don't believe that uh, teams can start signing players until February 1st. So we still have a long way to go. So what's left on their to-do list? Right. So obviously, I think the the number one priority is getting um, Bree Jones's contract settled. You know, we assume she's going to be cored. With that core um, comes a super max qual- a super max qualifying offer, basically a one year contract. So she could accept that one year super max, or she could um, negotiate a different deal with with the team. Maybe that you know, if she's able to do that, maybe that gives the Sun a little bit more cap space to go after some of these big free agents that they're wanting to go after. Um, but you know, breaking down their needs by positions and the different roles they're trying to fill. Um, The first one is they definitely need a two guard. Courtney Williams was their two guard last year. Sounds like they're still talking, who is an unrestricted free agent this year. It sounds like they're continuing to talk with Courtney. So it's possibility that she could be back. Um, But a two guard is definitely, you know, that most important need. A two guard who's able to shoot and, you know, a two guard who's able to shoot threes is probably their their big, um, you know, wish list is being able to fill that role and getting someone who's a very consistent shooter. Um, Like I said, they also have a qualifying offer to Natisha Heideman and, um, Taylor said that Heidemann fits into this new system that White wants to run perfectly. And um, having continuity is important for a team, especially when they have a new coaching staff, when they have a new front office. Um, so Williams and, and Heidemann definitely, you know, fill that shooting role and then also provide that continuity. Um, so a two guard, definitely the big need. He also said they're looking to bring in an impact forward or an impact post player um, and then another veteran guard. They definitely want to bring in more veteran experience because the team is really young right now. But I would expect them to add another veteran. Um, I would expect them to add probably a veteran point guard is someone who they're going to go after. Like I said, that two guard um, and then someone who can be an impact post player, po- probably off the bench with, with Bree Jones and, and Alyssa Thomas there. Um, but yes, I thought it was interesting when I asked him about kind of the free agents he was going after. He just kept saying, you know, we have some very highly sought after free agents who we're going to have some meetings with and Um, He said they're going after a key forward and as well as guards. So I thought that was interesting that he would always say key forward before guards since guards is is that obvious need. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it ends up going, but they're definitely looking for more veteran experience to add this team. Definitely kind of continuing to bolster the backcourt before the season starts and then, and then possibly another post player to add to the Bree Jones, Alyssa Thomas uh, rotation. No matter what happens, I know you'll have us covered, uh, and I'm sure you'll be back on Locked On Women's Basketball to tell us all about what happened. So thank you for joining me today, Jacqueline. Where can the people find you and your work? Right. So obviously you guys can find me at thenexthoops.com as long as well as every uh, other beat writer for the WNBA. We're all going to be super busy over this next couple of weeks with with free agency and um, the chaos that kind of ensues. Um, and then you can also find me on Twitter at uh, Jack D. Leb. It's J-A-C-Q-D-L-E-B. Thanks for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen today. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow to hear more from Hunter, Joshua and M. And I always learn so much from them. Now, make your second listen, Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.